Hey there, I'm Rianne Mullins, and I'm the host of the Balanced Fit and Free podcast. 15 years ago, I lost 65 pounds by revamping my lifestyle in a very realistic and totally manageable way. Now, I teach other women how to ditch the yo-yo dieting cycle and start living a balanced, fit, and happy life through real food, effective exercise, and a powerful mindset. Each week, I'll be popping into your ears to teach you how you, too, can live a balanced and fit life free from unrealistic diets and crazy expectations. Let's go. Hey, everyone. What is up? I'm excited to be back this week to talk about something every single human has experienced and one of the most popular topics among my clients. I am talking about cravings. But first, I want to remind you that I love doing this free and very informational podcast. And I do it because I really love to help people all over. So will you please do me a big favor and share this podcast with your friends and your family? I truly believe that when we share knowledge, we are making the world a better place. I really appreciate you and I appreciate you listening in. I really hope that I'm helping you find a balanced, fit, and free lifestyle. Okay, so back to our subject, cravings. Cravings are intense desires for specific foods, desires that feel stronger than normal hunger. In fact, you can have cravings and not even feel hungry at all. Some studies suggest that cravings imply some sort of deficiency. Maybe you're low in iron or low on electrolytes. But honestly, I believe that most people have cravings that have nothing to do with deficiencies. Have you ever noticed that When you do crave food, we usually crave nutrient-dense, or I'm rather, we don't crave nutrient-dense foods, healthy foods. Instead, we crave highly tasty foods that are heavily processed or contain a lot of salt, fat, and or sugar. Plus, most of the foods we crave have one major thing in common. They contain a lot of calories. Instead of blaming nutrient deficiencies, I truly believe cravings are more complex. They can be tied to hormones, lack of sleep, our emotions, our habits, emotional or environmental cues, and so much more. Even though the reasons are complex, there are simple, clear-cut steps you can take to help minimize your cravings so that they are less intense and less frequent. And on top of helping to curb your cravings, these steps can have a bonus impact on your overall health, energy, and well-being. Before I tell you all the steps on how to curb your cravings, I think this is also an important note. I know as a coach that cravings can completely derail your efforts. I know this not only as a coach, but as a human being and someone who has battled years of cravings. Today, I'm sharing with you ways to curb or crush your cravings, but I also want you to know that sometimes, and not every single time, but sometimes, it's okay to just listen to your body enjoy the food you're craving, and just move on. This past weekend, I got a text from one of my one-on-one nutrition clients, and she said, I'm craving a really good burger and fries. I've wanted them for a couple of days and nothing else satisfies me. What should I do? So this is a tricky thing when you're a nutrition coach because you want to say all the right things like, oh, you can do it. Try making your own burger and fries at home. And this can really work most of the time. But I know this client and I know that she eats at home mostly and chooses healthy food 95% of the time. So honestly, 
I felt like she needed to just enjoy that cheeseburger and fries and move forward. I really feel like we can spend so much time mulling over and over the fact that we know what we are craving isn't healthy and we shouldn't have it, but sometimes just having it is going to actually save you calories. What I mean is that if you're constantly eating a bunch of other stuff to fill that craving and not really have the thing you're craving, you're either going to A, eat too much other stuff and still overeat, or B, end up eating too much other stuff and then still have the thing you're craving, like you'll cave in finally. Wouldn't it be better to just enjoy the thing that you really want in a reasonable portion size and move on? I think so. But okay, let's get to the good stuff. And guess what? You do not even have to grab a pen and paper because you know what? I created an entire packet, a 20-page guide that is full of all of this information. And all you have to do is go to the show notes and download it. So yes, I hope that you enjoy that. All right, let's get to it. The very first thing that comes to mind when somebody's craving is this. They may be eating too little. One sure way to open yourself up to cravings is to eat too little. In fact, it can set you up for a vicious cycle of cravings and overeating. Undereating can happen if you don't follow a regular eating schedule, forget to eat because you're too busy, skip meals, or drastically cut your calories because you want to drop a few pounds. Each of those scenarios can lead you to feeling legitimately hungry and maybe even leave you feeling hangry, which is, you know, being hungry and angry at the same time, because this makes your blood sugar levels drop. That can lead to craving high-calorie foods. This can also make you start to think that you deserve the extra calories or fatty, sugary foods because you haven't eaten enough all day. So here's a pretty normal thing I hear from the people that I work with. They'll say, I don't know why I'm not losing weight or I don't know what's wrong with me because I eat so well. I eat an egg for breakfast. I eat a salad at lunch. I drink coffee in the afternoon, you know, so that I won't eat. And then I get home and I can't stop eating. It's like I'm craving anything, but especially sugar or something like chips or crackers. And then I say something like, yeah, uh, I'm not surprised because you're not eating enough during the day. That is why you're craving all the food and overeating at night and not seeing the results. So try this instead. First, eat on a more regular schedule. I usually recommend to my clients to eat every three to four hours, no more than four hours without eating something. Number two, if weight loss is your goal, a more sustainable reduction or calorie deficit is going to be more beneficial long-term than a crash diet. So try reducing your calorie intake by only a few hundred calories versus dropping it a whole thousand calories. Anticipate when you think you will get hungry and have some healthy foods on hand so it doesn't get out of control. Make sure you have a protein bar in your purse, or if you have a refrigerator at work, have some hard-boiled eggs or leftover chicken and vegetables available, okay? The second reason I see people having cravings is they're not having a plan of what they're going to eat. There's a sneaky reason it's a good idea to come up with a meal plan for the next few days or maybe even your entire week. Oh, and by the way, that one client I was talking about earlier who was craving the cheeseburger, she makes an entire month worth of meals. Like, how awesome is that? So yes, this will help you have food on hand when you're hungry. And yes, you might choose healthier foods by planning ahead. And yes, you'll probably save money by avoiding last minute purchases. But here's the sneaky craving eliminator. You won't have to spend so much time thinking about food. 
And it's no surprise that thinking about food a lot can make you hungry. Can you imagine a life without constantly wondering what to have for breakfast, lunch, or dinner? It has already been handled, right? I love it when I am done with work or doing whatever I need to do and realize that dinner is in the crock pot or that we already have dinner ready to cook. Once you get used to planning and prepping, you'll be amazed at the peace of mind this brings, especially if you're the primary meal uh, preparer in your household. Not only will it free up brain space and eliminate the what's for dinner stress, it will also save you valuable time during the week. So be sure to make a plan for most of your meals for the week and do your best to stick with it. You may not be perfect at this, but any plan is better than no plan. All right, number three, being thirsty can create cravings or mix up your mind and it will make you think you want food when really you just need some water. Now, you've probably heard this before and that's fine, but I'm going to tell you again, (laughs) okay? So this it's no big surprise, right? Another reason to make sure you're getting enough water every day. Drink at least half of your body weight in ounces every single day. More if you're working out. Staying well hydrated can help ward off cravings. Why? Well, when your body is thirsty, you can interpret that feeling as hunger, which can spark a craving. Staying hydrated throughout the day can help keep your body's thirst signals on track and in check, as well as keep you feeling full. So try this. Try tracking your water intake and make sure that you get at least half of your body weight in ounces or your body weight in pound in ounces each day. So let's say if you weigh 150 pounds, that's 75 ounces a day. Okay. And that, yes, that's more than the 64 ounces that most people hear. So take your body weight, cut it in half and aim to get that many ounces a day. Okay. Then break up those ounces into chunks throughout the day. I personally drank about 48 ounces of water before lunch and then another 48 ounces after lunch or before bed. I can really tell a difference in my day when I don't get enough water. If you feel a craving coming on, drink a glass of water and wait a few minutes to see if the craving will go away. I mean, it's worth it, right? Just get a big glass of water and drink it when you think you would really love a chocolate chip cookie. See if it helps. Okay. Number four, not getting enough sleep can lead to serious cravings. Make sure you get seven to nine hours of quality sleep every night. Yes, I know that you already know this and you keep hearing about it, but this is another piece of advice that you hear over and over again because it's really important. Getting enough quality sleep can have a tremendous impact on your overall health, energy, and well-being. Poor sleep can be one of the top reasons you're having crazy cravings. That's because your appetite is affected by hormones, leptin and ghrelin. They go up and down over the course of the 24-hour period, and being sleep-deprived disrupts those fluctuations, which affect not just your appetite and cravings, but also your metabolism. Here's what happens when you're sleep-deprived. You feel more hungry and have more cravings. Your body never feels fully satisfied when you eat. And the hormone imbalance makes your body believe there's an energy shortage, so it slows down your metabolism and stores the food you eat as fat. Talk about a recipe for overeating and gaining weight. In fact, researchers found that severely sleep-deprived people are as much as 55% more likely to become obese than people who get enough sleep. So I'm not sure about you, but that makes me want to get to sleep. All right. Number five, eating an out-of-balance and poor diet. No surprise, right? 
It doesn't take long for your diet to get out of balance if you drink a lot of soda or other sugary beverages. Um, It'll get out of balance if you focus on calories versus quality of calories. And it will get out of balance if you eat a lot of processed foods. This matters because it's actually the nutrients in your food that keep you feeling full, especially the protein, fiber, and healthy fats that they contain. Making sure you get enough of those nutrients will go a long way towards keeping you feeling full, satisfied, and energized. Otherwise, your blood sugar can go crazy. It'll go up and down, which can lead to craving foods that give you a quick pick-me-up. This is probably why you crave things like salty chips or cookies, because they can boost that blood sugar up quickly, which gives you quick energy, but it doesn't last. So you may be wondering about carbs here. Dietary guidelines recommend 40 to 65% of your daily caloric intake be from carbohydrates. So how many you need is definitely individualized. So if you're not sure, hiring a nutrition coach may be your next best investment. Many people believe that carbohydrates carbohydrates cause them to have cravings, but that can be because of the type of carbohydrate they are choosing. Eating or drinking refined or processed carbs shoots your blood sugar up and then quickly back down again. That can leave you feeling hungry for even more. Refined carbs are found in processed foods like cookies, cakes, most snack foods, and anything containing sugar, white or processed flour, white rice, etc. So carbohydrates aren't the enemy. You just need to know how to use them and which ones are best for you, okay? Once you know how to incorporate them, then you can definitely enjoy them more without becoming reliant on them as your main energy source. What you can do is focus on filling up on the more high-quality carb sources, such as vegetables, fruits, whole grains, and beans. And you want to choose carbs that are close to their natural state less processed. All right, number six, skimping on protein is a major cravings inducer. So let's talk about protein because it is the most filling of all nutrients. Making sure you get enough of it can go a long way towards beating cravings. Studies show that eating protein can reduce your appetite, stopping you from overeating and helping to reduce cravings. I posted a link in the show notes to a couple studies, so if you're interested in learning more, you can check those out. Good protein choices include plain Greek yogurt, eggs, poultry, fish, legumes, lean meats, tofu, and plant-based protein alternatives. Here's a few ideas for protein. Spread your protein intake out over the course of the day by including protein-rich foods at each meal. I rarely eat a meal or snack that isn't based around the protein. I learned this over 15 years ago, and it's a major reason why I lost weight and have been able to keep it off. Set yourself up for success for the day by eating a protein-packed breakfast. It's a great way to start the day. You can also mix up your protein choices and find the sources that best help keep your appetite at bay. By experimenting with different foods, you will start to find what works best for you. All right, so get your protein in. All right, number seven, stress is a major cause of cravings. I remember in college when I was extra stressed about projects or exams, I would crave sugar really, really bad. I would go to the mini mart near our campus, buy a huge soda and a giant bag of Skittles or Twizzlers and eat that all night. Ugh, I can't even imagine doing that now. 
Can you think of something that you do now when you're feeling stressed? Maybe overeat chips or drink extra alcohol or maybe just pick at anything you can find in the kitchen. Or maybe you like sugary coffee drinks. Here's what can happen if you're extra stressed. When you get a a sudden jolt of stress, at first it might cut your appetite as your body goes through its flight or fight response. But if the stress continues, your body releases cortisol, which boosts your appetite. People who are stressed seem to be drawn to certain types of food, those high in calories, fat, sugar, or all three. That could be because those foods actually soothe some of your body's stress responses, your emotions. Not only that, but when you're stressed, you probably don't sleep very well. So tack on the cravings boosting sleep deprivation hormonal responses as well. They all go hand in hand. So include stress management techniques in your everyday life. Go for walks outside, meditate, journal, pray, whatever works for you. Include 5 to 10 minutes of deep breathing techniques to help activate your body's relaxation response. If you find yourself dealing with stress-related cravings, recognize them and do your best to direct yourself towards healthier choices. And then finally, eight, your environment and your emotions. Do you know what triggers your cravings? You might know a few of them, but chances are there are some unconscious triggers making you crave certain foods. Some cravings you might recognize, things like craving pizza on Fridays to celebrate making it through the work week, or wanting some ice cream when you feel bored, or maybe it's simply knowing there are cookies in the pantry. While those are obvious, you might also have some hidden triggers or habits. For example, you might associate sitting on the couch at night with specific foods. Um, or afternoons with a sweet pick-me-up, or weekend mornings with brunch foods. These triggers seem automatic, so you don't even think about them. Once you're aware of your triggers, you can anticipate them and have a plan in place for when they strike. Here are some other triggers that we haven't covered. Um, Just having snack food in the house. Um, Feeling angry or lonely. Feeling happy or wanting to celebrate. Maybe you want to celebrate a birthday or a promotion or some other win. Just feeling happy can lead to cravings too. Associating certain foods with specific activities. For example, um, buttery popcorn with movies or maybe nachos and football. So here are some ideas to deal with emotional cravings and triggers. First, take note of your cravings and the circumstances surrounding them. Watch for patterns. Okay, secondly, if possible, avoid keeping trigger foods in your home. If you must have trigger foods in your home because of someone else in your household, keep them out of sight so that they don't tempt you. Um, My husband really loves potato chips, and they aren't my favorite, but if I see them, I want to eat them. So he just keeps them in a different area in the pantry out of my sight. And honestly, I don't even remember they're there. In fact, he forgets they're there sometimes and they go bad often. All right, another tip about avoiding emotional triggers is distance yourself from your cravings. So go for a walk or brush your teeth or maybe just have a big drink of water or otherwise change up some kind of behavior until the craving passes, okay? And then finally, be mindful. Before you give in to a craving, ask yourself why you want it. Are you hungry? Um, Are you feeling emotional or stressed? If you do decide to eat the food, create a distraction-free zone. Turn off the television, put your smartphone down, and eat the food, chewing slowly and thoroughly. Enjoy every single bit of it. 
Okay. If you're going to do it, enjoy it and then forget it and move on. All right, you guys, I know that's a lot of information. So I want to remind you that you can download the cravings crusher guide from the show notes. You can get control of your cravings. I promise I have done it and I've helped many other women learn to stop letting cravings get the best of them. So it really boils down to four simple things. You must improve your diet. Eat a healthy, whole foods, nutrient-rich diet that contains adequate protein and fiber and is low in added sugar. And be sure to stay hydrated. Okay, that was one. Number two, give your lifestyle a feel-good makeover. Okay, get and stay well-rested and practice stress management. You're probably working your body and your mind way harder than you even realize. Number three, practice self-awareness and mindfulness. Learn your cravings triggers and address the underlying issues that might drive emotional eating. And number four, get help. When you have someone working with you on recognizing habits like poor nutrition, poor sleep, poor stress management, and a negative mindset, you will more quickly be able to work towards your goals and get the results that you're seeking. I am so happy right now to have a coach that is really focused on making me rest and recover more. I am a serious go-getter, and I love to push my body and my mind to the limits. And sometimes it's nice to have that other voice in my head reminding me to take a rest and to chill out a little bit. It is absolutely possible to crush your cravings and stay on track for the results that you want. It's all about making a few healthy habit tweaks and listening to your body's cues. That's the best way to create results that last a lifetime. Thank you for tuning into the Balanced Fit and Free podcast. I'm over here giving you a virtual high five. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss a single episode. And if you are looking for a crew of amazing women who are also seeking a balanced, fit, and free lifestyle, be sure to join my exclusive community on Facebook. The link is waiting for you in the show notes. Until next time, keep your thoughts positive and your coffee hot.